When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's the thing, Harvey. Nobody doesn't give a shit about money. Besides, in a week I'll be right back here picking off your clients one by one. Wanna stop me? Step down. What? You resign. His money goes away. I knew it. You care about the people there. Just like you cared about your little brother way back when. No way. No deal. Now, before you give me an answer, you came here tonight because you know you're going to lose anyway. So why not say whatever poor sap it is while you still can? Why should I believe you would even live up to your end of the bargain? Because I don't give a shit about your war with Daniel Hardman. And I sure as hell don't give a shit about your firm. All I want to do is see you get down on your knees and say, I quit. Suits, season five, episode nine is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about uninvited guests, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sesternino, back here with the guy who will never piss in your bonsai. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I wouldn't piss in your bonsai unless your name is Trevor. Oh my God. Wow. It's episode 69. Nothing's nice, nice and everything's <laughs> upside down, Chappelle. Well, Trevor's here and he has now evolved into his for- final form, which is Trevor, who is now looking down on Mike Ross. You know, <laughs> that's, we, were not, we were not expecting this change. We were uh, not expecting this. Uh, I mean, Chappelle, I mean, the whole freaking Suicide Squad is here. Where yeah, was Travis Tanner? He didn't get invited. He he. Are, we already used our Travis Tanner episodes the other day. No, Maybe they should have figured out a way to get Travis Tanner in this episode. But in one episode, Daniel Hardman, Charles Forsman, fr- uh, freaking Trevor. Jonathan Sidwell. Jonathan Sidwell. T- Tony G. T- Tony G. Yeah, my boy, Tony Who G. Who is this, back. Endgame? Look, we just need Travis Tanner or it doesn't count. I think Suits Finity War? Here. Yeah, it's nice. I think that Trevor being back was like the biggest plot twist of me, of this episode for me. Because I was like, why? Why? What is the reason? I get Mike has little family and friends. But Trevor does not fit in that category either. So I was like, why I did you call him? I could not believe when Mike Mike calls up Trevor and is like, hey, I need you to come. come. I have no family. Somehow Rachel is inviting 300 people and I have two guests on the mm. guest list of 300. <laughs> it would be nice if you came and, and were like one of one of the four people besides like Harvey, Jessica, and Harold, uh, that's coming to my wedding. Uh, it would be great if you came to lifelong friend. And he's like, oh, Mike, I can't. I can't. You're it's you're a wife. fraud. My hands are tied. Uh, my wife's. You know, uh, I don't associate with people like you anymore. You got right. me into this whole mess. Who is Trevor's wife? Where she's just like, 
you know, Trevor, that Mike Ross that you keep telling me about, he's a bad guy. He's mm-hmm. a bad guy, and I don't want you around. And Trevor has like the 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 reformed uh the, the reformed fuckboy haircut now. Like you can tell, <laughs> like you can tell he's been going to couples therapy because of the way his yeah. face is shaved. No. Like it's very clear that he was on some BS when he popped up in this episode. He's married to Claire, the lawyer. Uh, Rob. <laughs> yeah, Claire's like, oh, you're going to whose wedding? Mike Ross. Yeah. Is he 45? Mm-hmm. And Trevor's like, no, he's about my age. Got it. Uh, no, nah, I don't think you can go. He's I my best you. friend. Uh, he was. Not anymore. Right. We're not but doing he this. wasn't for a long time, Rob. Trevor, getting an invite to this wedding makes no sense to me. Like, I understand, Mike. You want people around that you love and care about and they love and care about you. But again, that does not. He's just looking for Trevor. bodies, Chappelle. Freaking Rachel has 300 people coming. He has three. Anybody? anybody? Daniel Hartman's getting invited. Let me just, let me just, let me just take you on a journey. All right. So Rachel's whole thing here is that she cannot have the wedding of her dreams because she's marrying a fraud. And her mom does not understand that because her mom does not know. So her mom's trying to invite a bunch of people to this wedding, a bunch of fancy Harvard people as well. The Dean of Harvard law, the the Sturgeon general or whatever. I don't know whoever's coming. Like everybody's coming. (laughs) And, and Mike Ross like, I don't have nobody. This, that other, but Rachel's like, okay, fine. I got to tell my mom. No, because if these people come, they might figure out that Mike Ross is a fraud. Um, so we're going to shut this thing down. And Mike Ross's response to we're having a wedding with fewer people is now that, okay, I'm going to invite somebody who's already out at my mm-hmm. secret to people. Let me go find somebody who has no yeah. problem telling people I'm a fraud because he's done it yeah. before. Let's get everybody Why together in one room him? and let, let Trevor start drinking. Like, uh, Imagine. <laughs> yeah. Imagine what Trevor's going to do. But Chabelle, when- also, not before he was like, oh, great. You make your mom think this is all my idea why we can't have a big wedding? Like, <laughs> and she's like, it is yeah. your idea. <laughs> She's like, you're making it sound like I'm stealing the wedding of your dreams from you. You are. <laughs> you're stealing it all from me. I cannot Boy, live a Chabelle, life. I just, I hope one day Rachel gets to have like a really extravagant wedding somehow. I, I just would love to see it in my mind's eye. If I can imagine Rachel just like in this gigantic extravagant wedding with a billion people. I, I do hope that I, I could. I am trying to imagine that for her. That's the thing. Her whole life, she's wanted a wedding in front of a bunch of people. And in this episode, she's telling everybody, you know, mom, I don't want a whole lot of random people involved in my marriage. I don't need a press release. I don't need one press release, Rob, to to, to enjoy my wedding. That's what Rachel's saying. And one day, one day she will have plenty of press. Let us let not, us pray. Not yeah, for anything. People, three hundred people are coming. Wedding. Have one time have we ever seen Rachel like out with her friends? Her have one girlfriend. She met. She had one woman who was an acquaintance that she secretly hated. That went came in for a job interview at P, at Pearson Hardman. Rachel has no friends. She well, has. See, that's the thing. She has. She's not- <laughs> She's not making the guest list, Rob. She's fine throwing away her perfect wedding for Mike Ross. She's like, let's keep it small. Her mom's like, but I wanted to invite the prime minister. You know, yeah. like, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why would you want that? What, what, but her mom is yeah, putting... She's a, like, uh, what like about a, Logan Sanders? Can we invite him? They're putting an announcement in the New York Times yes. as if this woman is 
the Duchess of New York. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, just no, that, that is like, that, that's very bougie that there's a lot of people. Um, like I, I think I may have like a, a podcast co host that had a ooh. wedding announcement in the New York Times. Okay, yeah. okay, that, that's like, I think Jessica it was like Lee. a plot point on set. No, no, not, 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 I'm messing with, yeah. with you, yeah. Um, like on <laughs> Sex in the City, like I think that that is the thing for like that's like you really like are. You know, made it when your wedding announcement is in the New York Times. Congrats. You know, I, I guess that's very that's a thing that Rachel wants. And I'm sure that's the thing a lot of people wants. For me, I'm kind of like, whatever. But for Rachel, she, this you're is a real big deal. socialite if you have that. Ooh, uh, la-di-da. They're uh, rubbing elbows with people and stuff, you know, um, I guess hobnobbing or whatever they call it. Rachel is a person who had a very distinct idea for what they wanted their wedding to be like. She, um, we knew she uh, wanted that hotel. We knew she, it had to be on her birthday. So it's not, you know, out of the question that her mom should be concerned when all of a sudden she's like, Mom, I don't want to make di- a big deal out of this. You want the plaza for 30 people? Girl, mm-hmm. shut up. Stop mm-hmm. lying. It's Mike. Is it Mike? Mike doing this? And the, throughout the episode, I was thinking, dang, Rachel, it's not Mike doing this. But it definitely is. He just hasn't had to say it. It's kind of like the implied reason is that, well, Obviously, Mike can't get caught, so we kind of have to keep this low key. Mm-hmm. At the end of the episode, Chappelle, Mike is talking with Trevor, and Trevor he changed uh, that he said like I had to get you know trade it all in. I needed a uh, I needed a clean slate. I got out the game, and he said he went to go talk to someone, and Mike was like, "Who?" And Trevor said, "You know who." Episode you know who. ends on that note. Who are we talking about, Jenny? Nah, Jenny ain't tell Trevor nothing. This was Granny. Granny did it. Granny? She's the only, she's the only moral compass those two people have in common. Trevor went to go granny. talk to Granny, and then and she never told Mike about this? What was she supposed to say? Mike, I told Trevor to get his life together. Yeah, she probably been telling him that since he was like 12. Really? It has to be Granny. Who else could it be? Why would he go they, talk to Granny? Trevor and Mike have two mutual friends, Jenny and Granny. They were the only people that we've ever seen in these people's life. You talk about Rachel not having any friends. You're you're 100% sure it's Granny. I just thought it was like implied that it was Granny. Like that's when when he said you know who it was. Like, I thought it was who? I thought it was Jenny. Was Granny even what, uh, Granny's been passed Jenny away for, say? for two seasons. When I feel like yeah. the Trevor was back on the uh like <laughs> haven't we <laughs> <laughs> I think Trevor's been on the Suicide Squad since after Granny died. No, no. Listen, I think Jenny was gone before Granny died. That's what I'm saying. Like, is there anybody I, else? They have any other mutuals? Rob, they have two friends in common: <laughs> Granny, R.I.P., and Jenny. That's why you brought up Jenny. I was like, the alternative is Granny. It had to be Granny. Which one of these women is more likely to be like Trevor? I'm sure you're not a bad guy. Why don't you get your life together? You're ruining Mike's life. Definitely yeah. not Ginny. Okay. Can I can I look up on the wiki Trevor's uh, last appearance? Because yeah, okay. please do. All right, but the problem is he's in these flashback episodes. Right. And if you say last appearance, they might like. Show I don't want. Actually, death. I don't want to click on it because I don't want to <laughs> right, see don't like. Do that. Okay. Trevor dies in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. So this is wild. I mean, Rob. For me, there was two options, and Ginny just didn't pop in my head. It was like it's either Ginny or Granny. It had to be Granny because he's like Mike. You know who? And I could just imagine Granny being like Trevor. Mike's trying to get his life together, and Trevor being like he's a fraud. She's like, I know, but you still have a chance to do something with your life. 
you know, I don't know. I just feel like Jenny had no love lost for Mike, whereas Trevor is always going to. I, I just uh, can't imagine that Granny like had this like completely turned Trevor around that didn't even mention it to Mike. Well, yeah, no, that's probably. Well, I don't know if she knew that she, you know, that it, she told she turned Trevor around. I think she had the conversation with him like every adult does. And then she probably dies. And then he probably <sighs> thinks about it. And says, you know, I, I know Damn. Trevor's been back in these in the flashback episodes. Was it the season one finale that he came back that Mike like put him on a train and then he came back and then he was back dealing with everything with uh, the case that they were that they were trying to overturn. Going back to uh, uh, Dan, uh, uh, I forget his first name, Danner. Oh, uh, I think this was in season. This had to be in season two, right? Clifford Danner, right? Clifford Danner. Um, yeah, Clifford Danner. Because yeah, he goes and gets Trevor to um, to like intimidate that one guy, right? Um, and then after that, they owe him. Yeah, I think it's in season two when Trevor's last seen. But we've seen Trevor like four more times, but in the past, <laughs> and so you know. I, I could be led to believe that maybe Trevor and Granny had a conversation. Granny, of course, later on passes away. And maybe Trevor takes a hard look at himself and they're like, dang, Granny was right. I do be re leading Mike astray. Did he and come so to Granny's funeral? It, it, I mean, no, Granny changed no. his life? No, he didn't come to Granny's funeral. Mm -hmm. But he wouldn't have come to Mike's wedding either. You know, like, <laughs> Trevor is here under duress. Uh, Mike has called him. He's like, fine, I'll go. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that, uh, oh, maybe Trevor's wife is Jenny. Yeah. And maybe Jenny is the wife that told him to not go to Mike's thing. And she's also the one that he's been talking to. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Trevor's tan suit? Boo. Boo <laughs> this man. Boo this man. I mean, Obama can't get away with it. Trevor's going to wear the tan suit. First of all, let's be very clear. Obama ate. Okay. <laughs> Trevor is then. This is not it. Trevor, I don't know who this woman is, but I don't trust her. I don't trust her for letting you go out like that. <laughs> okay. We have not even talked about uh, Daniel Hardman and uh, Charles Forsman here in this episode. Now, I... I know they have to do this, um, that it's like not the the creator's fault. But, you know, when I'm watching the episode and I see like the credits are on the screen, I see like and, you know, we know the actors names. So I see that uh, we've got, you know, uh, Titus Welliver. Uh, I know that's Dominic Barone. Uh, but mm -hmm. then when we get like and Eric Roberts, like it's like, yeah. OK. We know what's up. Yeah. We know, but I, I, but I did, not, I did not know that he was bankrolling Daniel Hardman. It made so much sense though when they realized it because the whole time they're doing this bidding war between Jonathan Sidwell and Tony G because they're looking for more money to go up against Daniel Hardman uh, while he's buying up, I guess, all this stock or whatever the case may be. And so they're like, "Oh, well, Daniel Hardman keeps raising his price. This is incredible. We keep raising our price, but somehow Daniel Hardman keeps matching it." Daniel Hardman's like, "Well, you know." The dollar took a dive against the yen. And Jessica's like, God dang it, the Japanese. You know, and, and Harvey's like, wait, that happened two weeks ago. And then I'm like, well, who would have all this money? And, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure it out. As Harvey's like, I already know I got to go see a guy. I'm thinking, what is he talking about? You walk in and you see, Dan, uh, see uh, I'm sorry, Charles Forsman in a cushy blue-collar prison. White-collar. Or whatever, white-collar prison, I'm sorry. Like, just shooting pool and... uh hanging out, like just throwing money away because he has a vendetta against Harvey. He's like, Harvey, look, 
I want to see you fail in life. Daniel Hartman came to me and it wasn't a, it wasn't a hard sell, especially because here I am in jail. And so, uh, yeah, you step down from your position as Pierce Inspector Lit and uh, I'll let this thing go. I'll, I'll let everything ride here. But if not, you know, I think you're going to have to deal with me for a while. And what the one thing we know about Charles Forsman is that he has an endless supply of money. Like he, the, the money knows no bounds. He's like, yeah, I'll throw money at it for 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 a random grudge. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it it made sense for him to be here, but yeah, very much. If this is the Suicide Squad or the Legion of Doom, like, like this is Lex Luthor, like bankrolling stuff from the behind the scenes. Like the man is just. I mean, he's a super villain. He's he's good at what he does. <laughs> yeah, the Daniel Hardman angle where he comes back and he is, you know, uh, as good as ever, uh, as evil as ever. Uh, Daniel Hardman. I'm like, who's who did Daniel Hardman convince to say like, hey, uh, get me, give me a billion dollars so that I can buy up all of the companies uh, to get them to switch their lawyers uh, as a vendetta that I have against this law firm. Yeah, that's the nuclear option. It's like, what if I just use all the money in the world to just take your client from you? Like, I don't have to, like, legally come in and woo them with my law skills. But what if I just own them? If I just own enough of all of them to just make them do what I want them to do? And then there's nothing you can do about it. And it's like, who would give you that much money? And Charles Forsman's like, I got money. Mm-hmm. I got time. Eat the rich, Rob. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're just changing, buying up all these companies just to change their lawyer to Daniel Hardman. I mean, uh, does Daniel Hardman have like a team of like a thousand lawyers working for him that's going to actually be the lawyers for all these companies that they're buying? He will, because once the senior partners start seeing all their clients leave, they're going to go to wherever the clients are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the only way they can stop this is if they bring Daniel Hardman in with his billion dollar client. Um, and allow him to come in on a trial basis, you know, every now, just a little bit, a little, a little pro- probationary t- uh, period to come in and work at Pierce Inspector Lit. Now, Jessica accuses Dave Hartman of like, when you get in, you're going to try to take me down. He says, that's true. But he's, he's very clear that yeah. that's what his goal is. And so my question, Rob, is why Daniel Hartman comes and gives Jessica his, his master plan in the first place. He walks into her office. Jessica, here's what I'm doing. I'm buying well, up all this like, property. Jessica, you really should consider a standing desk. It would be much better for your lumbar support. But that was really just so <laughs> she could pay. dunk on him and say like, oh, really? Because this desk is perfect for you to stand at it with your height. <laughs> right. It's a standing desk for you, little man. Uh, yeah, but he only showed up to just be like, and here's my master plot. I'm buying up all the stuff and you can't stop me. And there's nothing you can do about it until you give Jack Soloff what he's demanding. He wants me in on a trial basis. Ha. Yeah. Do something about that. He's like the Riddler. He is. (laughs) And Jessica goes, well, I mean, before you go, can I get a hint? And he's like, yeah, I'll give you a hint. I'm like, give her a hint. Yeah. I thought you tried to like a This first one's going to really hurt. She's like, oh, hurt, hurt, hurt. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like yeah. what? And they couldn't <laughs> guess. It's was like, uh, yeah, pretty sure that it's uh, the, the, the same company that we always are dealing with. That's Harvey's yeah. favorite. Yeah. Stop it. It's McKernan Motors. They're like, ah, it was right there. <laughs> How'd you know? Like, of course, Mike Ross had the answers because Mike Ross can do no it's wrong. A genius. He's a genius. Yeah. Well, and this episode opened up with the partners meeting where, okay, uh, Harvey had to humble himself. He said, okay, I'm going to give my money back. And then, okay, that's all well and good, but 
We've got this vote. Uh, it's eight for suspending Harvey, eight against. Are there only 16 senior partners? I feel like there was more last time. Well, I know that Jessica abstained. Yeah. She did not vote. And so I don't know if uh, because she was abstaining or like if anybody else was abstaining. Normally, I think you have to announce the, the people who do abstain from a vote. Where was Paul but, Porter? Um, yeah. What? What what's what side of the fence is Paul Porter on? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Well, he but hates Harvey, so they're lucky he didn't show up. No, 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 Rob. What you don't understand is everyone hates Harvey. Mm-hmm. Everyone, even Dominic Barone was like, "Hell, I hired you, and I don't even like you." You know, so I mean, he might have been there. He, but, he said, "I hated you, and then I hired you." Yeah, he hated him and <laughs> hired him. You know, like that's that's the thing. He's like Harvey. If I stop doing business with people just because they hate you. I would have never like that doesn't concern me. I don't I'm not upset about you having enemies because you always be having enemies. He actually asked Harvey to stop. He said, have you considered not being an asshole? Harvey's like, oh, yeah, but it's too late. I'm all, you know, that that train has left the yeah. station. But yeah, eight and eight vote. And so that means it doesn't pass. And that, oh, oh, by the way, Harvey, in order to help sway this vote, he offers to give away his salary again. He yeah. says, listen, drop me down to the median salary which is way lower than I expected to, to allow every other senior partner to make more money, regardless of how the vote goes. And so even though it goes in his way, he still yeah. would be taking that pay cut. He's like, uh, I'll, I'll play in a few more high stakes poker games every month. It'll be fine. The amount of money Harvey's probably made over the last few years is enough to sustain him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like he's, he's fine. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll take a pay cut now. Like make reasonable money because I've been making hand over fist uh, up until now. I'm good. I have my affairs in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the compensation changes like when your name is on the door. Uh, if you're the same sort of like it seems uh, a little a little weird that he's getting paid the same as everybody else. But, you know, we're not going to get uh, waste too much time about that. But uh, Jack Soloff, OK, in the last podcast, you and I were trying to debate what was the package that Daniel Hardman sent to Jack Soloff. That was something I think we missed that because in the previously on that Daniel Hardman is like trying to give him like that sack of stuff like earlier in the episode. And he's like, here, these are the cases I want you to take. And he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Like, well, you have to. Uh, And we do find out that, okay, Jack Soloff has some dirt on him. We do not know yet what it is. I do expect that at some point we will figure this out. I would hope so. This this is uh, the thing that is driving this entire takeover because Jack Soloff likes to pretend that Daniel Hardman told me he put my name on the door. Lewis, what else am I supposed to do? How else am I going to become senior partner and name partner? It's like, okay, so that's why you're doing this because you can be name partner if Jessica allows you to be name partner. He's like, but now Jessica's mad at me. He's like, Lewis finally picks up. No, something else is going on here. What is it that Daniel Hartman has on you? And Jack Soloff's like, well, I can't really talk about it. Just know that we're doing this regardless. That nothing I to refuse to, to acknowledge that question. And Jessica's like, you did acknowledge it by saying you refuse to acknowledge it. So, mm-hmm. Ooh. But yeah, he has something on him and we just don't know. So yeah, I'm sure we'll find that out very quickly. But what could it be? You know, Lewis does a whole entire background check on the man this episode. He goes to Benjamin, of all people, and demands... Yeah, oh, he emails. was back too in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Look, all my faves. Um, but he demands private emails, uh, all like the uh calendar invites, appointments. He wants to know everything about Jack Soloff. And he says he's not stepped a foot out of line yet. Mm-hmm. And so I'm starting to wonder, well, what is it that Daniel Hartman has on Jack Soloff that's so bad if he is not, you know, 
doing anything underhanded in the firm. It must be something very personal in his real life. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll find that out in the next episode. And episode 10 will be the mid-season finale. So we'll see. Maybe we brought everybody in for like to really ratchet it up before the mid-season finale. Yeah, it's going to get real ratchet when Jenny shows up with Trevor at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's ratchet. Um, so, yeah, we got the bidding war going between uh, Jonathan Sidwell and Tony G in this episode. Are you team Tony G or team Jonathan Sidwell? Because I'm kind of torn now. I think I'm a little bit more Tony G than Jonathan Sidwell. I love me some Tony G. I do. But Jonathan Sidwell is giving me like young Tony G energy. I think it's, you know, I was like, okay, I see both sides of this argument. Um, he's like, you're an asshole. No, he said, you're a son of a bitch, but I like it. I was like, yes, Jonathan <laughs> Sidwell, yes. He's evolving into Tony G right before my eyes. I'm proud of him. He's coming up. But mm -hmm. when we met Jonathan Sidwell, he was just a simple disciple of Tony G. But now he's stepping into his role of his own. I'm kind of proud of his growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's going to get an invitation to Mike's wedding. No, he wouldn't go. Yeah, he I wouldn't mean, if go. If he gets it, it's from Trevor, who is also going to be there to burn the place down. You know what I thought was sad was when Mike's uh, secretary got fired. Um, like where, like, Amy? Uh, yeah, Amy is like, yeah, I got to stay. And then a couple episodes, last time we saw Jonathan Sidwell, he's like, I fired her the second you left. I mean, within moments. Yeah, but Amy... Amy had a plan. Amy was on her way out anyway. It still sucks that she got fired because Mike Ross is horrible. Yeah. You know? Like that's pretty much where it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, the, we did see this coming, everything that was going on with Daniel Hardman and Charles Forsman. Like uh, we were like joking of like, okay, get the whole suicide squad together. But were you surprised that it actually happened? Maybe so quickly, you mm -hmm. know, like the fact that it happened, but it happened so soon is what's getting me because and, you know, I assumed that would be like an in-game situation, you know, but this is the almost the mid-season finale of season five. It's like, how do you top that for the actual finale of season five? Mm -hmm. Like, I think if you save them for the big guns, you know, maybe that's when we see Travis Tanner join the, cr the club or something like that. <laughs> but, but, you know, Travis Tanner is on the up and up. You know, he's kind of uh, like a mercenary. He's uh, he was telling Harvey last time, like, I'm not a bad guy anymore. I just got bad guy tendencies. Mm -hmm. So I, maybe he's not a part. Maybe this is the complete suicide squad. I still think there might be room for Edward Darby to come back just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But aside from that, now nah, this was this was the big the big crew. Um, it was it was interesting to see them together, too. I think it was kind of fun at this point. If they found out the dirt that Jack Soloff had. Or does that change anything with that now that Daniel Hardman is being funded by Charles Forsman? Um, I don't think so. I don't think that Jack Soloff can stop this train either. You know, uh, there was even a point where Jessica's like, look, Jack, I see what's going on. I'm going to let you resign. You can go. And I'm going to wave you and I can be because you obviously want to go work for your daddy, Daniel Hartman. And he's like, how about you resign? Because whatever is happening with Daniel Hartman is happening right now. And uh, what, ain't nothing I can do about it. Like, uh, you can put my name on the door if you want to. I mean, that's that was Lewis's play anyway. Like, put his name on the door. Maybe it'll call him off. But that's not going to fix anything. Uh, Charles Forsman not going to stop like funding Daniel Hartman because Jack Soloff got his name on the door. So there has to be something else in it for Jack Soloff or he's just completely getting extorted by Daniel Hartman and there's nothing he can do. Uh, I'm, I'm really wondering is like what the end game is here if it's not to just acquiesce 
Um, but they have to figure out a way to get Daniel Hartman arrested. The man needs to be in prison. If they could get him in jail, then they wouldn't have he to worry share about a him cell with Charles Forsman. He can't go to that jail. The two of them together would be a problem. But <laughs> if you can get him sent to Rikers, like he was trying to get Forsman sent to one too, uh, that would probably help. This is a really big episode. Do we know who got the Liddy in this episode? Hmm. Let me think. Um, it's tough. I think yes. it's not Mike. Mike is disqualified. It's, I think Mike is disqualified. Why is Mike disqualified? Uh, well, all this wedding stuff. So, so okay. So this is weird. So Mike is disqualified. I think by proxy that would make Rachel disqualified too. <laughs> yeah, both of them uh, disqualified. Yeah, she's on the way out. Lewis did nothing. He's he's a flop. He tried uh, to fix it. He was like, oh, all we have to do is just put uh put put Jack Soloff's name on the door, Jessica. That's all. Like, okay, tell him, tell him to meet me in my office at the end of the day. Right. Like, Jack, like, great who, news. Jessica's gonna make you a partner. Just go to her office. She's like, you're not gonna be a goddamn <laughs> partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She had a good Lewis line flopped. also. I, I wrote it down in the meeting when Jack Soloff is uh pulling his BS at the meeting and uh she's like calling an end to the meeting. She's like, uh, this is the end. This meeting's adjourned. She's like, you can't do that. She's like, this is my decision that this goddamn meeting is adjourned. <laughs> she's out of here. I don't know. Jessica had a couple good sound bites. Okay, so that eliminates three people. Harvey? Does anyone I mean, where Harvey yeah. gets Yeah, is Jessica eliminated? She's under attack. She's under attack. She's under attack. She had some good zingers on Daniel Hardman and Jack Soloff. She did. She got us some slugs in. Does Donna get any? For what? She did nothing. Donna had one good moment. And I will say one. And it is because when her and, and Lewis talked, Lewis is like, Donna, Harvey's right. This is my fault. Had I not tried to get him suspended, none of this stuff would be happening. Had I not been uh, empowering Jack Soloff with the compensation and all this other stuff, that nothing would be happening. And Donna finally, four episodes in, acknowledges, well, maybe if I didn't make Harvey so jealous by coming to work for you, mm -hmm. maybe maybe that wouldn't have kept things, yeah. you know, so heated. I'm thinking, yes, Donna, you too are involved in this. While you're walking around being everybody else's moral compass, think about your actions and how they have led to yeah. some of the fighting between. N not Lewis to and mention, Harvey. also, yeah, that her uh, being a fraud herself also was what ultimately was the inciting incident on right. all of this. Uh, she also gave Rachel some good advice about, um, yeah, don't tell your mom that Mike is a fraud. Oh, come on, come on, Rachel, come on, you mm -hmm. can't be this stupid. And then, and then I think about it again. I'm like, maybe she is. Maybe she is that dumb. Because she's like, I just don't like lying to my mom. Rachel, be that as it may. Your dad is a lawyer lawyer. Like, he's not like Mike Ross. He's not He's not Claire, who was in... Who I, I dated Mike Ross, so I'm okay. This is Robert Zane. Robert Zane is not going to let yeah. this slide, madam. Are mm -hmm. you dumb? She Obviously, she's dumb. Yeah, <laughs> this was... Like, I'm sorry, if I had to power rank people, Rachel be fighting for last place with me. Ra fighting. I'm, I, I be rooted for her. And then she like, Mike, I don't care what everybody else says. I just want to be married to you. It's like, that bad, mm -hmm. Rachel? That bad? You just willing to risk it all, huh? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Go off. Mm -hmm. Um. So I think it's between Donna or Jessica. I mean, Harvey I did not do anything wrong here. 
He did the best he could do. He did the best. I mean, and he he, he did put life. Charles Forsman and Daniel Hartman together. He did. I just, it's just the fact that Jessica's just out here getting beat up on from left to right. I mean, mm -hmm. dear God. Mm -hmm. They're like, Daniel Hartman... Because this is not an attack on Harvey. This is an attack on Jessica. Uh, but the Eric... Um, I'm sorry, the Charles Forsman of it all is what's fueling the the, the attack on Jessica. So it's a coin toss yeah. between maybe them two for me. I don't want to give it to Donna either. Okay, well, uh, Donna did recommend to Lewis at one point about that... The, maybe the thing he needed to do would be to uh, maybe he needs to try the pot. Okay. Uh, Angela Taylor wrote in to say, was Donna suggesting that Lewis take the pot? What do you think Lewis on the pot would be like? Um, first of all, uh, this is always absurd to me whenever they do this. Mm -hmm. But she says, because again, another choice from Donna to tell Lewis, who we know cannot be trusted, that Mike Ross and Harvey are out here doing the pot. They're taking the pot, y'all. And Donna decide to, decides to tell this to Lewis, who we know has no good sense at all. He'll probably call them both drug addicts by the end of the He'll season. He'll call for a drug test by the end of the episode. Again. Again. Call for a drug test again. That's the thing. This is the same guy who tried to get Mike Ross fire, fired for drugs before. And Donna's like, that's the person I want to tell about this. Um, but as far as Lewis on the pot, um, I don't know. He says he doesn't want to do anything that would make him hungry and paranoid. And Rob, truth be told, that's why I don't do the pot. <laughs> I don't want to be hungry and paranoid. Not at the same time, right? N yeah, if I can avoid both of those things, I'm not doing it. So, you know, mm -hmm. listen to Lewis. Uh, stay above the influence. Yeah. There. Yeah, I think Donna is officially out of good ideas to tell Lewis to uh, try the pot to see if he could figure out how to get out of this uh, situation with Jack Soloff. Literally a flop. Donna, how far have you fallen from grace? I'm this Donna. is Donna who knows everything. I, I know everything. Yeah. Lewis, and you, try Lewis, the pot. Try weed. Yeah. <laughs> try the weed, Lewis. Have you thought about drugs, Lewis lit? You think you what? You ever thought about getting lit? You ever thought about getting faded? Like Donna, really? It might help That's him. What, I, uh, it, I mean, it can't. Honestly, he says that he doesn't want to be hungry and paranoid, but from based on what I can tell with Lewis, it can't hurt. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just think that, yeah, Donna, I mean, such a flop in this episode. Just mm -hmm. whack. <laughs> Her and Rachel, bro. I'm like, and Rachel's not even the worst. Like, Donna's in last place in this episode for me. Then probably Mike <laughs> Ross, because what the hell. All right, but then, who's in first place? Is it Jessica or Harvey? Uh, is Jessica? Mm hmm. It's, is it is it just it's Jessica it's Jessica it's Jessica yeah Jessica's fine yeah it's okay. Jessica all right there yeah. you go <laughs> Ooh, that was tough <laughs> Jessica for the Liddy all right um that we had uh another reference to the usual suspects um talking about where Harvey was gonna uh piss in the uh bonsai plant I mean I I don't remember other than the ending I don't remember the usual suspects uh, particularly well uh I do feel like that Daniel Hardman does kind of have like low-key Kevin Spacey energy oh really you think yeah. he can pull it off I think he could do it. I think you could recast uh, the usual suspects with Daniel Hardman as Kaiser Soze. It would be very interesting. Um, mm -hmm. I think, you see, that's the thing. I think Daniel Hardman and Kevin Spacey have like massively different energies. Mm -hmm. and so I think it would change the tone of the entire thing. Um, Kevin Spacey gives like 
mega creep vibes off, you know, and I don't know if it's because it's like in recent times or what, mm-hmm. but I think he really like, like Daniel Harper kind of feels like, uh, like someone's gaslighting you all the time. Like, I see you, sir. And he's like, what, me? Mm-hmm. Me, really? Yeah. Whereas, like, Kevin I, I think Kevin like, Spacey like, has that gear. I, I, I hear yeah. what you're saying. Like, that's Kevin. A lot of Kevin Spacey's role. He's just like an out and out, just total a hole. Like House of Cards, right. Kevin Spacey. But I yes, think he, exactly. But like on House of Cards, he would like play that up when he was like, uh, like on camera as like a politician about like, uh, you know, gaslighting the people. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the the bonsai plant wasn't the unusual suspects uh, reference though. What was it? It was just the fact that the way, because like Harvey's whole thing is that he was trying to be so subtle with the reference um, because afterwards him and Mike talk about it. And they they don't do this often, but they sit around and wax poetically kind of about like, hey, did you catch the reference I did this time? It's like, yeah, you thought you was going to get that one past me. It's when uh, Harvey's like, you showed us you can get to us. Now we can get to you. You know, that's like his whole little um, Mm -hmm. uh, Kobayashi, you know, moment. We know you can get to us, but now can we get to you? That whole thing. So it was like, it was like that. The bonsai plant thing, I think, is just Harvey used to be pissing in uh in Lewis's plant too. Remember? Or he did. Uh, Harvey he did. Pi- he did piss in Lewis's office, and then when they yeah. were in a reference to that same episode where they did get high, that Mike drank two Gatorades uh to get ready to go piss in Lewis's office again. Yeah. So if anything, suits is being self-referential while talking about all the piss. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also that. Mike says to a woman at the bar, like, cut Harvey off if he starts talking about how they don't make shows like Welcome Back, Connor anymore. The only thing is that when does Harvey, we never see Harvey watching any TV, any shows. He's never looking at something on his iPad. Like, the man has never been watching TV or a movie once in five seasons of Suits. How does he have all these references? Well, that's another thing. Reference people are watching shows. Yes, that's true. We're we're reference people, yeah. right? We're literally so, watching the show mm-hmm. every day and making references to it. Uh, yeah, and Harvey maybe watched Welcome Back, Cotter when he was a kid, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I think that that might be one of the more realistic references that Harvey can do. Unusual suspects, but you you know if you really look at his realm, it's all stuff that's like 20, 30 years old mm-hmm. at least, and so now he's he's able to make references to that. Because it was like back before he got became a super yeah. high power lawyer, you know. Whereas like Mike's references are like, so uh, this is Game of Thrones, you know. Like it's more recent, mm-hmm. so we're led to believe that you know when Mike's at home, he's yeah. Maybe Lewis is watching new shows because Harvey's not watching Game of Thrones. No, Doesn't but Lewis also isn't catching any Welcome Back Cotter references either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Did you walk? Did you watch Welcome Back Cotter? I mean, um, not when it was on, but I definitely yeah. saw it like on yeah. Nick at Night. Guess how many episodes there were of Welcome Back, Cotter? I, I guess by the year, um, it's either a, a shocking few or very many. I, I wonder, maybe it's, maybe it's a low number. Maybe it's like uh, 47. 95. 95, yeah. Yeah, they have four seasons. I would have never guessed. You, you would have thought it was on for like 10? No, I felt like it was on a lot less. You know, like I, I mean, it's like Welcome Back, Cotter is a show that gets brought up randomly, but nobody is like favorite show is welcome back Cotter. you know it's like uh <laughs> yeah you're like, I, don't know, like, I mean you know, like, yeah i guess john, no back john travolta Reed. became a star it's hard when you have like these shows about like a high school like to keep it on the air for a long time mm-hmm. yeah like it's like you until they age out and then once they age out you either have to do a spinoff or bring in a new class yeah, yeah. uh but yeah you never hear welcome back Cotter references i remember i remember watching it uh very very vividly yeah the songs is a bop 
Yeah, this, <laughs> the theme song is a big hit. Uh, and I, I yeah. wonder if uh, Travolta stayed on for all four seasons of Welcome Back, Cotter. That's a good question. Let's see. Uh, did Vinny graduate? Uh, I don't know. Did they come in as, <laughs> were they freshmen in the first season? Uh, so in uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. Uh, no, no. So this thing, uh, yeah, 95 episodes. Uh, Travolta did uh, 82 episodes. Oh, okay. so maybe he didn't. Want, he maybe the final season he was. Uh, he made it to the final season and did ten out of the fi- uh, out of the first fifteen before leaving the series entirely. Yeah. Okay. And they said, okay, once Travolta's out, we're out too. Okay. He also did not graduate. He dropped out. <laughs> oh man, bummer. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, did he say he graduated like Mike Ross? No, no, no. He dropped out, and I'm pretty sure he was just a part of that that Sweat Hogs gang. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sure he couldn't pull it off. Mike Ross could pull off fake lawyer. John Travolta in Welcome Back, Cotter could not. Okay. All right. Let's take some, some feedback. Uh, go to suitspodcast.com slash feedback. And so... Angela also wrote in to say, I hate stupid Trevor, especially with this condescending attitude. <laughs> it's his face. It's his face and that that shave. Like Trevor's bald face is just disgusting. It is really bad. And I hate his haircut too. How about mm-hmm. that? It's not as bad as Mike Ross's, but it's awful too. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't like Trevor. David Schwartz says, how many more times do we need to see Trevor? I feel nauseous after seeing him on the screen. <laughs> He's the worst. Like he's the worst, and and don't get me wrong, y'all. We can respect in a redemption arc. At least Trevor has the sense to change. Rob, Trevor's talking to Mike and like, hey, you can't keep this fraud thing going. And Rob says, I mean, uh, Mike says, uh, Rob, you uh, you think I should just not like not get married? Not get married? That's not the fraud, boy. The fraud <laughs> is not the marriage. The fraud, the fraud is you. Quit your job. Why does he always found it so fascinating that people want him to quit? He's like, so I'm just supposed to stop getting me and a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> stop being a lawyer. <laughs> okay. Uh, going back to the last episode, uh, Lindsay asks us, do you think that Claire will be back in a future episode and her words are to foreshadow of what's to come with Mike and Rachel? Yeah, yeah I think she's so. Mar- she's married. Yeah, she's married to Trevor. She's married to Trevor. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know, I was once married to a guy who had a checkered past and we turned him around. Yeah. Some people can turn around. Mike Ross is not one of those people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trevor's like, wow, you dated Mike Ross. Like, uh, I got to get payback on him. He stole Jenny. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He's working. Yeah. All right, Chappelle. Anything else about uh, this? uh, Is a can opener episode? Is it? Did you feel like it was? It was exciting. It was exciting to have everybody back. It was. There's a it lot of balls exciting. in the air right now. Right. I was very eager to go to the next episode to see what was up. You know, mm-hmm. like I, 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 the one flaw with doing this daily two, three watch is that I can't watch ahead because then I might screw up my recapping because I then I don't get to ask the questions organically. And then I might talk about something in a future episode on accident or whatever the case may be. So I'm really trying to take these one step at a time. Yeah. But it's getting really difficult to not just press next on the uh, episodes. Things were probably real crazy on the night of August 19th, 2015. Original air date of episode 69, Uninvited Guests. Nice. Uh, Rob, we got some feedback from our associate, Patty. Yes? What Patty Um, had to say? No spoilers. We're watching ahead. And uh, by the time we get to like season seven. Okay, so we got a little bit. Yeah. Season and a half or so. um, Suits has a new thing. They're dropping the F-bomb. 
Okay. <laughs> Almost every episode. Okay. So I think we're going to go, we're going to get a little blue in our suits content very soon. All right. Um, and so just something to flag up. So I think we're going to have to add that to the tracker moving yeah. forward. Patty's got our back. Okay. All right. First time we hear it, uh, we might be taking it back. No, we're going to act like, uh, like, what is it? Like Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You said it. You said it. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I'm ready for that, actually. Um, but yeah, that's the 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 big one from Patty. I'm glad she she flagged that because I want to make sure that all our tracking is up to date. Uh, this episode was light on references, and I don't think I heard one bullshit in this episode. Hmm. Oh wait, yeah. there was one. There was one. There was one. It was when Mike Ross is talking to um, Jack Soloff because he goes to Jack Soloff and he says, "Did did you?" Uh, um, did you nominate me for senior partner? I mean, for for junior partner mm-hmm. because you wanted to, you know, stick it to Harvey and pressure Harvey so that you could betray him. And Jack Soloff was like, "No, I did that because you deserved it." Mike Ross was like, "Bullshit!" I said, like, "Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right, like, I'll never join you, Jack Soloff." He's like, "I didn't ask you to, but also it'd be nice if you did." Mm-hmm. Um, but man, fighting for the uh, for Mike Ross's loyalty is hilarious because one. <laughs> He's dying. He's undyingly loyal to to Harvey. But also, if you got his loyalty, you didn't have to realize that you're also, uh, you know, inheriting a fraud. Like, imagine if Dale Hartman goes to poach Mike Ross and then it's like, wait, mm-hmm. Mike Ross? Yeah. What he's is, like the Trojan horse. It's like, I got him. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, do you have him? And then Jessica's like, yes, Daniel Hardman. And you, now that Mike yours. Ross works for you, you're a fraud yeah. now. So if you say anything, you're no going down backsies. with this. Yeah, exactly. That's how they get out of this. They got to send Mike Ross to work for Daniel Hartman. Mm-hmm, from the inside and out. Ross, and then Mike Ross yes. turns himself in. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. We did it. <laughs> All right. Chappelle, anything else about this episode? Uh, no, it was a good one. Uh, very excited to see what happens next. Yeah, fun podcast today. All right, Chappelle, where can people keep up with everything that you are doing outside of Suits? Uh, at Chappelle's underscore show. And uh, check out Nothing But Netflix. We're uh, on year three of Nothing But Netflix with you and I. And so yeah. if your people have not subscribed to Nothing But uh, Netflix, what are you waiting what for? What are you even doing? So, yeah. Yeah. What are you even doing? Okay. And then check out everything else that we have going on over on robhasawebsite.com, uh, postshowrecaps.com, or follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sesternino. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. 